Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, so thank you for tuning in to Chomping at the Bit. I'm Kyle Edwards, of course. Now, this episode, I want to talk about the uh, NFL you know, franchise the franchise tag deadline, as well as some moves that have happened since that deadline, because the franchise tag deadline was uh, earlier this past week. It was last Tuesday. Yeah, last Tuesday, like 4 o'clock. Now... There were, I guess, uh, some players that people were keeping their eye on in terms of the franchise tag. But overall, I would say it was probably a uneventful day in terms of the franchise tag. But we did get other news in terms of you know, other guys that I'll talk about in a little bit here. Including a sur- somewhat surprise trade. So... Quite a bit to get through, so you know. Let's just go ahead, get into it. First, looking at the franchise tag. So, basically, the biggest names that you need to know for the franchise tag was Devonte Adams was tagged by the Packers for a little over twenty million. Um, Chris Godwin tagged by Tampa Bay for a little under twenty million, and. Not really a surprising move, but the Patriots did not use their tag on J.C. Jackson. Now, as a Patriots fan looking at that, I can understand it only because I've been watching Bill Belichick operate for a while now. And, you know, he's, I guess you'd say pretty cutthroat in that. There are certain figures that he'll put on guys that he will not go past anyway. And if he put the tag on J.C. Jackson, you're looking at paying him around $18 million. So I'm assuming that um, Belichick is looking at that as maybe shut down corner money. It may, and I'm guessing he doesn't evaluate J.C. Jackson as a shutdown guy. Now, J.C. Jackson... You know, he, he's gotten quite a few interceptions the past couple of years. So, um, he's he's definitely a ball hawk on the outside. But um, I, I think when the level of competition was elevated like a Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs was able to have pretty good games against J.C. Jackson. And Jackson also wasn't a guy that other quarterbacks you know avoided throwing at so like I said I'm assuming that because of all that Belichick doesn't see I guess the point in tagging Jackson at that number especially you know looking at where the Patriots are 
cap-wise. Now, we know the NFL cap can be manipulated several ways. But um, I do want to see Belichick's plan if it's to go, I guess, in the draft for a corner or fill the need through free agency or a trade or something like that. Because um, secondary-wise, yeah, New England's going to need some help. Now they uh, they did learn that uh, Devin McCourty will return next season. Well, we know that McCourty's getting up there in age, so uh, you're probably not going to play McCourty, you know, all game, of course. He'll probably split some time back there with some guys. So, um, so yeah, like I said, franchise tag-wise, there's a few other moves, but nothing too, you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. So what I alluded to earlier, the bigger news of the day and subsequent subsequent days that came, you know, following was the quarterback market. The picture, you know, took on a different shape after a few moves. So the first move was um, after all of the posturing, the, you know, post-game conferences where people were, were worried about Aaron Rodgers' future, the kind of like cryptic signs or whatever. All that led to him announcing that he was returning to Green Bay for this upcoming season, which now puts all that, that whole story to bed. Um, I did say at the end of the year that I thought Rodgers was going to go back to Green Bay and this was just him trying to get some attention from the media, which I said is kind of Aaron Rodgers' thing. And this kind of just proved it because he announced he was going to return. And then there was a report that he's signing like a four-year deal for like 220 or so, $220 million. Shortly thereafter, as it's starting to make its way around, he comes out and goes, uh, yes, he's returning to Green Bay, but, you know, the terms being disclosed aren't true, blah, blah, blah. So, it, it, to me, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is just going to go from year to year, I guess. Uh, it's it's kind of reminiscent to Brett Favre's last few years in Green Bay where he'd play a year. You're going to the offseason wondering if he's going to retire return you'd return then you get the same thing uh to the point where they moved on from him and he went to a few other spots after green bay i think green bay's heading down the same road with aaron Rodgers. because like i said he likes attention he assumed you know with the franchise tag it wasn't gonna be that big of a deal so he was gonna you know get all the attention which he did for a little bit but then we learned of the Russell Wilson trade. He's going to Denver and Seattle got, you know, picks and I think they got like Drew Locke and a few other players. But the big deal is Russell Wilson going to Denver. This one did surprise me. Now, all last year they were kind of saying how Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, the dynamic has kind of run its course and probably one of them needed to leave. For some reason I was thinking that if it came down to it, they'd probably side with Russell Wilson. But, uh, I mean, Pete Carroll, 
I, I mean, I guess Pete Carroll won out in all this, I guess. Now, with this move, one, the AFC West is going to be crazy next year because you now have your have in the division Patrick Mahomes for Kansas City. You got Justin Herbert with the LA Chargers. Russell Wilson now for the Denver Broncos. And then David Carr, question mark, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I think Carr is going to be in be with the Raiders next year because you know they have Josh McDaniels as their new coach we know what kind of offense McDaniels wants to run based off of his years in New England with you know Brady and um, Mac Jones this past year uh, even the year with Cam Newton uh, well actually the year with Cam Newton we can pull from this uh, thought process right now but Based off the Mac Jones, Tom Brady offense, you know, I think David, I call him David Carr again. Derek Carr is definitely, you know, capable enough to run that type of offense. So, like I said, I'm going to predict for now Carr back with the Raiders. But it's going to be an interesting race there. Now, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs has had the upper hand in that division for well basically since Mahomes got into the league I mean this year could be very different because with those other three teams in the west you know Patrick Mahomes isn't going to have some large edge on the quarterback in terms of uh, you know talent and intangibles and all that so could be really competitive division you know maybe Kansas City gets dethroned. I could see, you know, Herbert, Russell Wilson, or Carr. Carr might be the most surprising of the three, but I would not be shocked if any one of those teams, you know, beat out the Chiefs for the division uh, title next year. But um, definitely an interesting move. Like I said, a move I didn't see coming because I thought that Russell Wilson was just going to be in Seattle some way somehow um you know, he's going to denver the cupboard's not bare because like i said they did this trade and you know jerry judy's still there uh, with the tim patrick the i think he's a wide receiver it seemed like he was he lined up as like a tight end at times but you know he's still there Cortland sutton's still there uh they did trade noah fant with Drew Locke, but uh, like I said, Russell Wilson's going to a good situation. Uh, you know, the move from Seattle to Denver is not you know too big, a couple of hours, so uh, it's gonna be interesting. I will definitely be keeping my eye on Denver next year to see how it looks, how he looks, uh, if he's you know the quarterback who can get Denver over the hump. I mean. Like I said, as I said last year, and I said for years, you know, Russell Wilson was really good quarterback in Seattle. You know, he, I know he won a ring within like the first two years of his career. I think he has two rings, or I believe he has two rings, and then, uh, you know, he has the Super Bowl appearance where he lost to the Patriots, so. 
how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Like I said, we'll see what he brings to Denver, but the AFC just got that much tougher with this move of, you know, whatever Denver's quarterback situation was before to now implementing Russell Wilson. Uh, let's see. What else happened in the quarterback market? Uh, Kirk Cousins got an extension from the Vikings, which I have a feeling that that move is probably going to be very divisive because some uh, analysts, fans, aren't big on Kirk Cousins. For me, I think Kirk Cousins is probably probably your average quarterback. And um, I think with him, with, you know, Dalvin Cook makes it through a whole year. You have Thielen, you got Jefferson uh, on the wide receiver position. I think you can win and get to the playoffs with, with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Now, is Kirk Cousins a quarterback to take you to a Super Bowl and win it? I don't know. I don't see that, at least right now. Uh, he's a little bit too inconsistent for me, especially uh, primetime games. But um, but if they can get that figured out, Minnesota could be a uh, sleeper team next year. But uh, for now, I would say, I guess, no change for Minnesota. Just have to see once the season starts and they get a primetime game. If he plays well or not, but um, uh, but yeah, happy that uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, got his extension in Minnesota. I kind of thought, you know, it was portrayed like he was more of a failure there than probably is, you know, the actual situation. I mean, they haven't been great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he was the biggest issue with the with the team last year um, let's see, uh, Deshaun Watson we learned about Deshaun Watson as well um, I believe they said what they say like no criminal charges on the counts that were brought up for him so I guess that's a little step towards a possible return uh, to, to the NFL uh, Carolina said they're going to go aggressively for him. I mean, more power to them. We still have no idea if he is put on a team and is active and you know is looking to play. Will the commissioner just put him on an exempt list and uh, I guess force him to sit out for however long he deems fit? Um, I don't know. Uh, I I would I guess I'd have to see if this does happen you know what does what does Deshaun Watson look like after a couple of years away and 
Um, I don't know. He's not. He's not like the uh, the young quarterback prospect he once was because now you have this whole off the field baggage that you know. Hopefully, there's no other situations like this in his future. But teams have got to be thinking about, you know, is this the start down of some slope where he's constantly dealing? With, who knows? But um. It'll be interesting to see if teams really do pursue him or do they just stay away from him and kind of leave him dangling out there. Um, I feel like there's a quarterback I'm missing. Uh, oh yeah, Tom Brady. We learned about we learned something very big about Tom Brady. Uh, if you watch the English Premier League like I do. You would recognize that Tom Brady was at the Manchester United game on Saturday. The one where Ronaldo had a hat trick and the two of them were actually talking on the field after the game. Uh, interestingly enough, that was like uh, early, well, probably late afternoon on Sunday, we learned that Tom Brady tweeted that he's unretiring and going back to Tampa Bay. Apparently it's legit. So, you know, Bucks fans, if you were worried about what your quarterback situation was going to look like next year, don't worry. Tom Brady's coming back. Um, it looks like it's probably year to year deal. Then as the tweet or whatever message was put out there, uh, basically, you know, Brady's been what, retired for like a month and a half now and realized that it's not for him and he needs to be on the field. So he is coming back. Uh, of course, that's going to be a great storyline for the year. You know, watching to see each week how he looks. Uh, just because he came back, is he going to look kind of like a guy with a foot back into you know retirement or whatever? But I mean, I'm not really afraid of that because we know Brady's the ultimate competitor. But is this something where I guess because the retirement announcement was so, so, you know, butchered up for this past year that yes, Brady did ultimately retire. But by unretiring, you know, if this is maybe one last ride for a title, uh, probably based off of this past year Brady handles whatever talks about his future a little bit better um what else was there I think that was all the major stuff like I said it was a lot of quarterback stuff um There was something else. Well, I mean, we got the little quick thing about Colin Kaepernick, you know, about him working out and still hoping to get back into the NFL. Supposedly, he's in really good shape. Um, I mean, I I don't even know where to begin with that one. I mean, is Seattle a place that looks at him? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... You know, we all know 
you know, what happened with him. Well, at least what what is alleged, you know, the whole uh, you know civil rights type thing that he was doing is the reason why he's not in the league right now. As much as that could be true, you know, based off of some uh, kind of behind the scenes stories that we've heard lately about the NFL, you know, Brian Flores and all that kind of stuff, maybe now is the time for Kaepernick to possibly get back in since, um, you know, the, the, like charting of, you know, black coaches and black owners and all that is now on the forefront where people are really looking at it to see, you know, how diverse these leagues are being, you know, not only on the sidelines, but up in front offices. So, like I said, because of that, with the climate as it is, maybe Kaepernick gets a tryout somewhere. And like I said, no Russell Wilson in Seattle. Maybe it happens there. And we get to see kind of what he's been working on the past few years. And and if he looks like a NFL quarterback still. Um I think that was it for the franchise tag stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all I wanted to talk about. But um, I mean, I'm glad I waited because the whole uh, Brady part of the you know equation was really interesting. Um, but like I said before, the NFL constantly stays within the news cycle. You know, they're they're never too far into the back of our minds because you know we're getting into the middle of March which means draft isn't too far away and um, I mean they just did their combine and you know combine is the com- what the combine is some drills and stuff that ultimately yeah you can get excited over for now but uh, once players get on the field, it's a little bit different. So, um, so yeah, the NFL keeps going, but um, I guess just coming down to the end of the episode here, setting you up for you know next few days. Um, if you hadn't heard baseball's finally figured out their lockout and it's coming back so I'm going to talk about that uh, probably early in the week uh, we just had selection Sunday so we'll talk about that early in the week as well as we know that the first four play on Tuesday with uh, round one starting Thursday so you know what I'll do there is look at the bracket get some quick thoughts uh, probably let you know what my final four is looking like, who I got in the championship game, and who I will ultimately have winning it all. Uh, yeah, go through that. Uh, I guess I'll have to talk about Coach K since this is his last tournament. And um, yeah, so that's going to be the next couple of episodes there. So uh, hopefully you like this episode. Uh, 
if you did you can check out some previous ones as well as hitting uh, like follow subscribe all that good stuff so when i do drop the, the next couple of episodes i just talked about you'll get notified and you know you can tune in right away but also share it with someone who you know might be interested or if they're not really a sports fan and you're trying to get them interested share with them as well um leave a comment review all that good stuff good or bad i don't care because uh definitely we'll take into consideration whatever you say something you don't like i'll try to fix it if it's something you do like keep going with it um but yeah so as i say at the end of every episode i'll be safe out there god bless I'll catch you next episode. All right, I'm out. Have a good one. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.